Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I'm Camilla Ranson, and this is your one-stop shop for everything real estate, whether it's buying, selling, renting, development, city planning, interior design, architecture, the history of architecture, homelessness, feng shui, real estate agents, and the odd but necessary ghost hunting. It all applies, and you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Pushing Dirt the podcast that covers everything real estate. I am Camilla Ranson, your host, and today my guest is Kelly Bishop, and she's a real estate agent from Las Vegas. And uh, I wanted to talk to her because I was sort of um, digging around in her LinkedIn profile, and I really wanted to um, to just talk to her about what she was doing. And I know you're also doing something called Vegas Strong. So I just wanted to hear everything. So welcome, Kelly Bishop. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so how long have you been in real estate in Vegas? In Vegas itself, I've only been down here about five years. Um, I am from born and raised in Montana. And in yeah. fact, you know, all of everybody that's watching the lovely Yellowstone show, that's actually where I was born and raised right oh outside God. Yellowstone Park. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so I have, I have lots of fun stories um, that I can share about the reality of living there. Yeah. Um, plus I lived <laughs> in the flathead on, on the reservation for about 12 years. So I have all that experience with me. I've been here in, in Vegas for about five years now. And during the, right before the pandemic hit or as it hit, I got laid off as a corporate broker here in Vegas. And so I started my own brokerage because um, I like being, you know, self-employed much better than working for other people. Right. And that's how Vegas Strong Real Estate Group was born. And I've grown the brokerage over the last couple of years to, you know, 40 agents and what super busy in the middle of the of quarantine you, you built. Yeah. Okay. I, I hope everyone's listening to this and panicking. <laughs> Of what they what they've <laughs> been doing. Say, if it's meant to be, it will be like you just said. You know, and when you're in panic mode and don't know what's going to happen and how you're going to survive, you figure it out. And yeah. that's kind of what I did with starting Vegas Strong. And you know, Las Vegas, you know, and Nevada, they act like we're business friendly and all this type of thing. Well, there's a lot of hard work that goes into you know starting a business and building a business, whether it's real estate or anything else. There's so many things you have to jump through and papers and permitting and people and of course, everything was literally shut down when I started the brokerage. So I had to do everything, snail mail, back and forth, trying to find oh people that would even answer their phones, you know, and, and things like that. You actually did so snail it's mail? Just, it's snail mail. Yep. I had to literally handwrite everything out, send stuff into the division, um, into the city of Las Vegas, into the city of Henderson. Yes, it it went faster than I expected. Uh -huh. um, I, and I the only reason I can attribute that it went a little bit faster, maybe during that time, was because everybody was shut down. So the few employees that were working right. kind of gave me priority, I think. Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes like, sense. What's this that... crazy lady doing starting a business in the middle of the Yeah, they're like, good, well, good for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But that's amazing. That's, I mean, also creating jobs must feel really great. It does. It yeah. really does. And that's one of the things, I've always been a small business owner. Um, so I really pride myself in, in working and hiring you know, local businesses and supporting local businesses as well. So that is so impressive. So were you uh, an agent in Montana as well? Oh, yeah, I still have my brokerage up there as well. OK, so, yes. so I'm going to hear like, yeah. I have to hear the whole origin story of this because this is very Montana to Vegas is yes. that's like I'm from Denmark. <laughs> so that's kind of the same. Like what? Oh, you know, okay. yeah, it's know, like, like, why did you leave there? Montana so to Montana to Vegas? Us, they couldn't be further apart, even though they're not that far apart. You know, <laughs> like it's yes. uh, well in, in America, they're not far apart. Anywhere else, they would be very far apart. But um, so 
what made you get into real estate? Um, well, I had my insurance agency. I started that when I actually was still in high school, took my license oh down for my 18th birthday. <laughs> this um, is like, these are the stories we need to hear. That is so yeah. impressive. I got into no, acting. Really <laughs> yeah, I was like, a, you got I into like real work. Agent. What? Yeah. Well, actually I did. I did a little stint with some modeling a few years back too. So yeah, that was always kind of fun, but I didn't like it. I'm not a foo-foo girl. So no, it's very hard thing. to be yanked at and pushed. And yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it is, like, it is. People you, don't yeah, know that it's really stuff. difficult. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's yeah, like, I'm much happier with no makeup. And yeah. Yeah. No one's pushing you around. Yeah. Yeah. Or you hurry up and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, just, I was a farmer's agent for many years, always liked the real estate market. Um, got involved in doing that back in 2000 when my, um, two kids were, you know, obviously very young at that time. And just eventually thought I would just transition to real estate, had a hard time getting out of my insurance agency for a few years, but finally retired from farmers. And then I moved up to the flathead. <laughs> Excuse me. What is the flathead? Um, the flat, it's flathead Lake. It's just outside of Glacier Park. Mm -hmm. So I grew up outside Yellowstone Park and then lived outside Glacier Park. So two of probably the most beautiful places yeah. that you could choose to live and um, lived on Flathead Lake where it's the largest freshwater lake west of the Mississippi. And it's like 15 miles wide, 28 miles long. I had 100 feet of lake frontage there. Loved it. Had a coffee business. Um, still had part of my insurance agency and had, did real estate. And then we had a coffee shop business. And I had four locations without one of them was seasonal just through the summertime. And that was a challenge. Um, very, a great learning experience. Yeah. Um, again, was on the Indian reservation. It's an open reservation there um, in that particular one. So I did deal a lot with the tribe. I would love to hear about that because that's <laughs> no, that is the stuff that is so unique to America. And, and there are things that are so unique to certain states. And we always forget how how truly different the states are. Like, you know, we're always like, well, this, that's just America. You know, it's like, no, from Europe, you understand that Denmark is different to France. France is different to Spain, you know, very different. And and yeah, so so here, like w when you go into that, those are two, that's like history crashing into each other. Which oh, is, it is. Yeah. It really is. It's a lot of history. And just, you know, learning the different rules and laws with, you know, dealing with, you know, tribal entities that you know, normal everyday people don't think about that you have to deal with. Absolutely. So it was very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Especially being a, a, even though I have um, native heritage in my family, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously very blonde haired, blue eyed right. and, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, we've got another, you know, white woman trying to do business on a reservation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I did gain favor with several of the tribal elders there and, you know, that does help. Definitely. There's no doubt. It so loves, I love big, being able to sort of cross-culture things and everything yeah. and, and when we live in the places yeah. that we live we have to do it all the time anyway yeah. was it unincorporated land or was it like like that was uh, tribal land it, well it was unincorporated well a little bit of both okay so on that particular reservation you know since we're talking dirt <laughs> on that particular <laughs> reservation it's kind of unique um because they had the a lot of the water rights um, mm -hmm. They had a lot of the rights to the dam, which was um, a power source there. Mm -hmm. And then they also owned what was considered on the lower half of the lake. They owned the frontage around the lake. So even though like I owned 100 feet of lake frontage, that 20 feet from my property line into the lake was actually the tribal land. And then from there became, you know, public land. So like you've got all these different entities that you have to deal with to do right. everything up there. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. Um, so like if you built your boat dock, you had to get tribal permits, you had to get county permits. You know, it was just it was quite a process to do things sometimes. And then they have land um, lots and blocks that you could 
owned as a tribal member or they were designated for tribal people. Mm -hmm. And then like my land that I actually owned, it was specifically, you know, not deeded property. There Mm -hmm. were certain areas that certain homeowners and landowners owned up there Mm -hmm. that were never put into tribal trust. And so those land um, sections were just like kind of designated for private people. Right. And so that was how that worked up there. So that is amazing. I mean, that's an experience very few people will have dealing with that. And I think it's so incredible and commendable that that you are able to navigate like the, you know, everybody respects each other and you are able to talk to Trump. Yeah, it's it's that is like that's what I wish could happen in the world most of the time, you know. Um, And so you lived in this amazing, beautiful place that people come from afar to visit. And now you've move to another amazing, beautiful place that people come from afar to visit. And what made you move to Vegas? Well, I just, you know, I was tired of long winters. Oh, the last yes. winter that I spent in Montana, it was like 40 below for three weeks. They actually finally closed school for a couple of days, which never happens there. Um, they've closed our interstate around our town in Livingston there where I grew up for like three or four days for off and on for like oh, several weeks. And at that time, I actually was living in town that year. And I mean, I, I couldn't even shovel out the the path from my house to the sidewalk. Every time I would go out there and, and plow it out with, you know, a shovel, the wind would blow it back in. In fact, I had to hire a guy with a snowblower thing to come in and unpack the snow so I could even get out my front door. I mean, it got that bad. Wow. And I just thought, you know what? I, I really want to move south for the winter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm starting to get too old for this. I, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the cold and the snow all the all winter long and and so started looking at different areas. And I, I went to Arizona and Nevada and, you know, Nevada just had a few more opportunities. And then when I started looking at things um, down here, I literally um, just kept getting job offers and job interview offers. And it was just kind of crazy. And cause I thought, well, I'll just, you know, work for somebody for a while and get my feet on the ground with real estate and everything mm-hmm. and got hired um, at a, actually at Keller Williams. I was their corporate broker for a while. And, you know, so it just kind of, escalated from there. But after I left Keller Williams, I went to EXP, which is, you know, more virtual company. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked them. I was building, I had a team of about 14. And then while I was doing that though, and I was their Henderson broker, um, I had another real estate company that approached me and asked me to be their managing broker. So I went to them and was there for about just a little while. Well, I was, that's where I got laid off with the pandemic. But mm-hmm. while I was there, I recruited about 150 agents, <laughs> set up their commercial division and set up their real estate or the um, insurance division for them. So that is amazing. I mean, I like also off. having the insurance experience is so, yeah. because, you know, as, you know, Definitely. as a homeowner, you're, that's something you have to have specific people it to, is. you know? Um, so, so how, how long were you in Montana? All my life, literally right. until but as a, as a real years. estate agent, how long were you doing it there? Um, over like over 20 years. So and, yeah, I started, I started doing real estate in 1990 or let's see, 1999, 98. Yeah. Hold was Heather. 98. Yeah. 98, 99, somewhere in there. And yeah. how was how, like, cause also I'm thinking the land you, you sell and, and buy for people, people sell and buy, um, with this, these, you know, uh, the tribal lands and everything, how did that work? I mean, there's, I know well, there's probably plenty of places that are not tribal. tribal. Land. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tribal land is tribal land. I mean, right. if you only tribal people, unless they take it out of tribal trust, they aren't allowed to sell it. Right. It has to be transferred from one tribal person yes. to another. Yeah. Sometimes um, there are things that they would have us help facilitate for them, but you know, they, they pretty much handled most of that themselves. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. 
But um, I mean, and after that, you were just in. That was just it was real estate and buying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so then you came to Vegas, and then you had all these opportunities, like people hired yeah. immediately, which is what a wonderful sort of vibe to have that people just want to hire you. You know that. Yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh wow, this is a whole new world. So and so, were you you were not in Vegas for the for the two thousand eight two thousand ten sort of crash that happened. Um, no, not living here. I was right. not. I was very in tune with it because I had some really good friends of mine right. that were living here, and they were realtors as well down mm-hmm. here and in Montana. And so, yeah, I I kind of walked through that with them, shall we say? Yeah. So yeah, it was you know, and I mean, you're still feeling the impact of that, or you were anyway when I first moved down here. I mean, there was still some you know ripple effects going on from that for sure. Yeah. No, there were. I mean, I'm also thinking the the quarantine and everything must have like freaked. Vegas out because they had such a bad, you know, Actually, but, but then it turned the out market better. market here went gangbusters during the pandemic. It was crazy. That I mean, that yeah. happened in the beginning of the pandemic. It was sort of still like nothing was really happening in yeah. LA. Everybody and suddenly froze. it just went insane as well. And I, yeah. I don't know what the, the, I mean, maybe it's just like people are like, we want to buy something. We like, right. Know. Yeah. You know? I know. Everybody just wants to be on that bandwagon of, oh, I bought a house in Vegas, you know, during the pandemic. I think, uh, honestly, I feel like that's kind of like almost what the hype is here. But, you know, the market is crazy clear across the nation. I mean, I don't know any place that it's not crazy. Where it's the, the same in Europe. It's the same in Europe. Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard that it's just, it's, it's like worldwide, not even just countrywide, you right. know. I mean, when I look at the values here in Vegas, when I first was here, the average median house was like 270,000 uh-huh. right now. It's like at 415. Wow. You know, yeah. I mean, that's I a, look at Montana. That's a big leap. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, in, 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 you know, like in a, even Montana, your average home price was, you know, maybe 225 to 250. That median price range, at least in the Livingston Bozeman area, again, has gone up to average of like 695 to 750. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and people can't afford that. The people that live there can't afford that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I own three businesses. Right. You know, and, you know, trying to survive to be able to live there. Right. And it was just almost impossible. And, and now I, I hate the fact that we're seeing part of that here in Vegas even as well. So I just, you know, there's going to have to be a cap at some point. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, I mean, the, I guess there has to be because, um, and I also know a lot of LA people um, are moving out to those places now. Like I think yeah. a lot of LA people are saying, what I'm seeing is like, Montana, Wyoming, Vegas for sure, and yeah, like Miami and Tampa. Like suddenly, it's yes, just, yeah, Florida it's just, huge. Yeah, and then also if people like, I think it's like Greenville, South Carolina. A lot of I don't, you know, I'm just like, huh? Like, and somebody was saying Chattanooga, and I'm like, they're like, but it's you know on the way to Nashville, and so there were all these like, like things that I started to really learn just before the, the quarantine, and then after because yeah. You know, we get into these like huge markets that we're like, oh, for, that is for sure going to work. But yes, for sure, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of action, but it costs yeah. a lot of money. You know, well, Georgia is even another hot spot here. What place? Georgia, of course. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia yeah. Like the Atlanta area. Yeah. The outer suburbs. Oh, there. that's a huge hot spot. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even Texas. Texas has just gone bonkers, you know. Um, yeah, I've had some friends out there that have, have been using me to do, like do some consulting for them on some things. And my goodness, they were trying to buy houses and, they couldn't even get anything bought. You know, it was just craziness. Yeah. So some of my like best friends, um, this couple, they moved to from like Frogtown in L.A. to um, to San Antonio. <laughs> and oh, if, yeah. if I had like I know that um, one of the guys, is he's from Vegas. Oh, no, he's not. Uh, he's from Austin. And 
the other guys from California. So they've always been in California and everything. But now they moved to San Antonio, Texas. And I was like, why not Austin and everything? They're like, San Antonio is booming. And then I sort of looked into it. And I was like, this yeah. is a gorgeous city. I mean, this is San Antonio is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And lots of fun things to see and do there, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it, it's amazing how I feel like I'm very sort of on the ball. But where I... Like with other states, I don't see, you know, what it is until suddenly somebody's like, well, I moved to San Antonio, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. Like the only time I've seen San Antonio is in Friday Night Lights, you know, like, yeah. so, so, and, and um, so it's just, and also Vegas is, uh, or te- I keep saying, Texas is so vast that, of it course, that, you know, um, so you like when did you uh, leave? Was it Keller Williams or somewhere? It was a bit other place that that you were that go off right before the. Um, uh, so when I came from Montana, I was at Keller Williams. Yeah, so. and like I said, I still have my brokerage there in Montana. Mm-hmm. Still have you know have agents you know working for me you know up oh, there you as do? well. So yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in and fact, so- I have a client that has been looking at property. She and I've been looking at and looking at land and. And that type of thing too. So trying to say she wants to build or she's going to buy something. Right. No. So, so when you were, when you um, were like, I I let go or fired from this and then started this brokerage, how, how did you, I mean, you obviously knew you had to land on your feet because otherwise, you know, but, um, but how did you, how fast did this go that suddenly you have all these employees and you have this booming, you know, literally I actually had several agents that came to me. Um, right after everybody knew that I, you know, because like I say, they laid off almost everybody in the company right. initially and didn't know, they didn't give us any like, Hey, we're going to bring people back. We're going to do this. We're going to mm-hmm. do that. And I just, you know, was not having a good feeling about it. I thought I can't sit here and wait, you know um, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom and you know, I, I got to have a job. I got to have right. some income, you know, and you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And so I just, you know, I had several agents that came to me and said, Hey, why don't you just start your own brokerage here? And I thought, you know what, I'm really tired of depending on other people depending on working for, you know, these other brokers and then not having that security. And I thought, you know what, I did it in Montana and I did a a good job. I'm like, why can't I do that here? And so I feel like I I have been able to do that. I've been able to scale a lot of things. I do a ton of training, um, tons of classes, masterminds. I actually wrote four um, CE classes. You know, I've got a risk management class and anatomy of a transaction class a, a business um, management class that I wrote just off of the of things that I've done myself. Uh-huh. And then um, what's my other one that I just wrote? I, like I said, oh, an advertising and marketing And class. where are these classes? So, um, we will be um, doing them like once a month. They're like, they're all three hours CE credited classes. Uh-huh. So I'll be doing those. Actually, I teach usually at Nova Home Loans uh-huh. is where we're teaching them in their training room. Right. Works out really great. They've got a, a really nice platform for us. Uh-huh. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So I've been excited about that. So yeah. yeah. So I've been busy with lots of things like that. I've got actually a little um, real estate marketing book that I'll hopefully get, you know, um, published here in the next month or so. I, I've got to yeah. finish up some details on that. So yeah, just lots of fun things going on. I just really, I, I love to work, obviously. And my kids are all raised and on their own pretty much. So I, I you know, what else have I got to do? So. Right. No, it's, uh, I think that's incredible. That's, you know, and also a book. I always think it's so nice to have that where when people are starting to like dip their toe in or if they, yeah. you know, just to hear whether they want to become an agent or they want to buy and sell or they want to invest. Yes. I think it's always good to have somebody who's sort of been 
in the trenches of so many things. You know, that's yeah. it's really very rare <laughs> that you well, can. It gives you some diversification and yeah. it gives you that experience and background of things. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to say I didn't really enjoy enjoy my coffee business, but man, did I learn a lot from it. Right. You know, on so many levels. I mean, you know, just the hiring, the firing, the training, you know, your inventory, you know, just how you handle things. You know, it was just, you know, it's, it's a retail business, right. you know, it's one of those things that if you're not open, you're not making money. Right. And <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because I've had a lot of people that have asked me, you know, to, to, you know, well, you should do, you know, your coffee business down here in Vegas, you'd kill it. And I'm like, I know I wouldn't, I'd probably kill myself too, Yeah. because it's just, it's exhausting. You know, people don't realize the work that goes into owning, especially food-based businesses. Oh you know, my God. Yes. Yeah. The minute yeah, there's food I mean, involved. I, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And I mean, in Montana, I, I made, um, three quarters of, of our own pastries. You know, I mean, I did the muffins and the muffin tops and the scones and my cinnamon rolls and oh all my those God. things. And so, I mean, and so, I, yeah, now I hardly bake at all. No, that's <laughs> but, like, like in order to like, you'll have to like become like national. And then it's like, yeah. you have to deal with a whole other thing, you know? Yeah. And, and I did look into franchising, but uh -huh. I just, yeah, it yeah. just was not, my heart wasn't in it. There's no doubt. No, It's so funny <laughs> because I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and we both are people who do a lot of things, a lot of different things. And, um, and, and we were talking to each other and we were like, what was your, what was one of your favorite jobs? And I was like, when I worked at a coffee shop when I was a teenager and first out in Hollywood, I was like, I had this job, like, I don't even know if I was entirely legal to work. And like, it was the best thing to make, um, to make cappuccinos. And then my other job was like teaching exercise. And I was like, but making those cappuccinos was so zen. Like, and I just, and we yeah. were laughing so hard because I'm like, that might be one of my favorite jobs ever, you know, you but know, I think I, I enjoyed yeah, it is. It, it's but owning fun. it is a completely wrong. different thing. I know my brother's in yeah. hospitality, and he's like, "Yeah, it's 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 so and it's it's so hard, whether you're in a hotel or in a coffee shop or a little restaurant or whatever you're doing. You know, even people well, with one, coffee one cars." Things that yeah, I, I mean, as you'll you'll be able to you know say this too, like that job experience of being a barista, mm. you know, when you're in high school, that is something I would always tell the girls that would work for me. That's something you can take with you the rest of your life. Oh yes, because you have you know, to talk to people. You have to you deal with talk to people, every kind you know, of person. Yeah, learning you know different skills. You know, it it's something that you can always get a job somewhere. Probably right. There's so many coffee shops out there, and it's a great way for girls to put themselves through college to get a yeah. second job for extra yeah. income if they need to. But there's just there's and a lot it's of not it's not dangerous in the way that no you know yeah. when you leave when you are working at a bar and leave at night like it's you yeah. know like coffee you know coffee people are just wired <laughs> like, right you know yeah. so um no it's it's definitely one of those things that has like I'm always like I'll just one day just get like do a coffee shop somewhere and everything and now hearing you I'm like I always knew that I knew the whole like all the things that go into it you know and I'm just like no it'll just be me making cappuccinos and I'm like what if somebody asks for a latte I'm like well, they'll just get a, you know, cappuccino. <laughs> like, it's just, so I, uh, I get it. It's a, it, I have totally romanticized that particular business. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's going on in Vegas now? Oh my gosh. It is still crazy busy. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, the building has not slowed down. So if you're think you're hearing things like that on the news, it's not, um, there's more apartment complexes, townhouses, condo, 
units. In fact, I know they just are have it under, hasn't been 100% approved yet, but a whole new development to build more um, track homes, some mm-hmm. more luxury homes, which I, you know, I hate to sound like this, but we don't really need the extra luxury homes right now. Right. We just need, you know, regular single family homes to right. put people in. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, we're still on a very, you know, 1.3 months of, you know, houses on the market. You know, things are, you know, that are overpriced or staying on the market a little mm-hmm. bit longer. But yeah, it's it's still very crazy, very busy. I was just on the phone with one of my agents earlier this morning and he says, I'm exhausted. He goes, all I've done is show houses for two days and written offers as quick as I can. He goes, and we're getting beat out. We're getting, you know, yeah. overbid. He says, and we're, we're doing everything we can. Right. And so, you know, that that is the frustration. You know, we've got... Um, a lot of cash buyers, a lot of investors, you know, that you're going up against. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, that does make it, you know, hard. Right. Um, we try to encourage, you know, people if they can, you know, try and try and get, you know, some of our actual local families in or your veterans, people like that. Right. You know, if, if in these homes first, you know, investors come and go, they're going to always be there. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes some of these families truly need a home, you know, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's a big issue here for right. sure. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, there's always, you know, a huge need here. The, I don't think they can build houses fast enough. There's waiting lists um, oh with the home builders here. Yeah. Oh my God. Fact, some of the home builders have gone to the point where there's waiting lists, there's lotteries um, <gasps> on when you might get drawn. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Some of the things that are going on for oh my God. With all the home builders. Yeah. That so, is why, I mean, Vegas is so the wild west. Vegas is so, it, no it matter is. what it does, it's the wild west, you know? Yeah. It's just like, there's a gold rush and now you're in a lottery. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I thought I thought I could buy this house. Oh, well, nope, it's not yours. It's somebody else's now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I found this lot. I want to build. What? Go ahead. Yeah. No, the rental market's crazy too. I mean, what what was renting for you know fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars even a year ago, pre-pandemic, two years ago, that now they're wanting you know twenty three to twenty four hundred dollars a month rent. It's just it's crazy because I'm thinking, how can people afford this? Right. You know, it's not a reality. And right. sadly, you're gonna it's a lot of the great big investment companies and that own and manage their rental properties yeah. that are raising the rents so extremely high. And I'm sure some of them took some losses during the pandemic with right. the you know forbearance and whatnot. But yeah. at the same time, it's like you can't expect to make up those losses, you know, at the expense of other people other now people, coming yeah. in. So, yeah, that- so yeah, well it'll be interesting to see if that takes an adjustment or not. So, so yeah. are people still like buying apartment buildings and and trying to invest in that and in, in Vegas? Oh yeah, there's the, the commercial market never missed a beat in this town. Wow. In fact, I was looking for office space uh-huh. when the pandemic went after I got the, you know, the or the office opened mm-hmm. and we couldn't find anything. I mean, it was just like craziness. <laughs> yeah. Now there were some things that have come up, but the leases you know, are so expensive. I mean, they're, they're as much, if not more than what they were pre-pandemic. And it's like, there's, this is crazy. You know, I mean, yeah. and a lot of these newer places that are being built are already, you know, sold out before they're even being finished. Right. So yeah, the, the commercial market is, has not slowed down. Oh, that's amazing. That's, yeah. I mean, that's both like, you know, scary for people, like you can't afford it, but also like it, brings a lot of life to a city, you know, it does. And, you know, even like the, the businesses that did close down, Mm -hmm. you know, during the pandemic, um, have already, most of them like restaurant wise that I've seen, they're already being replaced with other businesses. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, mean, we, we are here in LA, I think we're slowly going there, but I'm still seeing storefronts and I'm seeing storefronts in places and I'm not going to say which uh, cities of LA, but I saw, you know, 
storefronts like suddenly like jack up the price on so many businesses oh, yeah. right before the quarantine. And yes. the minute the quarantine happened, like suddenly they had no one. And it was this, it's a quite a busy street, very cute street. And suddenly there was, it was just empty because they had yeah. jack- jacked the prices up. So, so many people had already left. Then the quarantine starts. And, yeah. you know, so na- suddenly it's like a wasteland of that. And I don't know if that's like rebuilding itself in LA or if that was a big mistake on certain people's parts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, it's crazy. It's very interesting because we all think we all look at the stock markets and everything. And we always think, you know, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. But we did not think, you know, like, you know, it's been 100 years since, you know, a pandemic like this. And so none of us thought that was going to like, no, I've never thought of a pandemic, no. you know, like I've never thought, I, you know, I knew of like Zika and Ebola and everything. But like this, this whole thing has shocked all of us and how we literally can't prepare for a lot of, for a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and to see what it's done to our economy, you know, since everything as yeah. well. So, yeah. It's I mean, it's also like definitely. the American economy because, you know, Europe gets bailed out, like their, their, you know, government bails them out, you know, yeah. but, um, but not here, which is, no. it's always tough for Americans, you know, it's like very tough. Um, yes. Yeah. So I choose to live here and work here, (laughs) but, um, but it is, that's also why it's just, um, an amazing country to live, uh, live in because you, you hear stories like yours, like just that tenacity that comes out of just wanting to be tenacious. Like, it's literally just like, I just want to keep working and making things like, and growing businesses. And it's so, it's so inspiring to hear because, um, it's not, it's not just aspirational. It's, it's like, yes, but you can aspire to it. Like, um, and you have to work as hard as, as you do in order to get there, but it's inspirational in the way that you just, uh, you just pivoted every time, you know, yeah. and then you did this and then, but it was always sort of within the real estate insurance area, but you were literally able to utilize all the areas of it and just draw it yeah. in. And I find that incredibly fascinating also as now I don't know you personally but like as a person that's an incredible thing to be able to do um to just sort of go I I know this I love this I love all these things let's just stay in this if I stay in this circle I'll always I'll always know what to do and it's a very wide circle there's a lot of things to do you know it's not like you're like stay in my little tiny circle you know it's that it's just so wide sorry what it does get, it gets very broad. Very quickly. Yeah, it gets yeah. very broad, but not, yeah. not, um, it's still cohesive, you know? Yeah. Um, so I find that just amazing. And it's amazing to hear, um, you had like your single mom and you're doing this on your own. It's, it's one of those stories that like really, really warms my heart because it's, it's just very impressive. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So it's just very, very impressive. Um, I would love to have you back at some point and talk sure, about um, the whole Yellowst- uh, Yellowstone and everything because I've I've been wanting to know more about tribal land and everything because okay you know there's yeah. there's so much history to it that I can't possibly I is. don't know you know and so yeah. I would love to have that and again I love the juxtaposition between the two so we'll probably talk about Vegas yeah. as well but this has been so inspiring to me and I also know my listeners will this is the kind of stuff. They love because it's also giving so many people are wanting to have a second and a third act. And I think it's giving people a lot of hope that 
you know, you can turn around and there's something you can turn this way, you know, and the fact yeah. that there are people who want to work with you. It's such a wonderful thing. Like, I want to come and work for you. I want to come and work for you. Yeah. That is such, you know, like life affirming, you know, to a business and to a human, you know? So yeah. I just love that. I'm so impressed, Kelly. It's amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you will come back and I would um, love to definitely. That would be so amazing. That would be so yes. amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. And this was fun. And, and yeah, I look forward to, you know, maybe even just getting to know you better as well. Yeah, so, that yes. would be great. Yes. Yeah. I okay. Love that. Thank okay, you so great. much. Bye, Kelly. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.